Welcome to Happy Inside, it's Michelle here, bringing you 10 years of clinical experience in gut-focused therapy and embodied psychotherapy. We're talking about the behavioural and psychological aspects of gut disorders, chronic conditions, chronic stress and anxiety. All those conversations you've been waiting to have are happening here. Hands up, who's trying to become someone else or someone new or someone different than you are. I am all for growth. In case you haven't noticed, I'm a therapist. <laughs> My entire career dedication is to the growth of you, uh, which means that I've had to grow so that I know what growth looks like and feels like. And here's the thing that we're going to talk about today. So growth is fantastic. It's amazing. It feels, how good is it? It's the best when we get there, right? But it's the motivation for your growth and the belief systems and the expectations that are driving it that are going to determine your success. So let's look at the most common motivations, not feeling good enough, shame, fear-based motivation, feeling of defectiveness or comparison with others or needing approval or acceptance or belonging or high expectations and perfectionism. Are these all or some of them ringing true for you? (laughs) Because they all have a theme, which is about lack. That you perceive you need more or to be more uh, or someone other than who you are, you know, to be okay. They're often drowning in expectation and judgment and criticism and this whipping kind of striving. Are you feeling exhausted yet? Because... Just talking about it with that type of energy is exhausting. I was exhausted because that was exactly me. I get it. I lived a lifetime like this until, you know, more recently because I didn't know any different. I didn't have any other modeling just like you didn't. And so I just kind of went about my life in the way that I'd been shown and until I, I started to see years ago just how I held myself to these completely ridiculous and unattainable standards, like just through the roof. And look, I'm, it's not like I recognize this by myself. It was in therapy, <laughs> hands together at my heart in gratitude for all therapists, especially mine. Um And, you know, holding myself to these ridiculous standards, it actually didn't make me happy. And actually, you know what? It didn't even get me to where I wanted to be. 
And the worst thing was it was this inevitable kind of endless seeking and searching and striving and whipping and, oh, my God. It's like I'd never be enough. I'd never get there. I'd always be left, you know, striving to be somebody other than who I was. So I kind of asked myself, I was like, oh, well, how would I then become that other person without all the expectation and the criticism? Valid question, right? Well, how am I going to become the other person without all this expectation, criticism and high standards? I know you have the same question for yourself. (laughs) And I kept asking myself, but I couldn't find, you know, a reasonable response. It just didn't seem possible. And now what I can tell you is it didn't seem possible because it's not. I didn't do it. Um, I couldn't achieve it. But, you know, I I gave it my best efforts, I can tell you that, for a very long time. And also, you know, I'm described as someone quite commonly, a lot of people will describe me as this, as when I put my mind to something, I achieve it. It's amazing. It's often, a, you know, an attribute that people, you know, will describe that I have. So, you know, I gave it a pretty good, a very good go and I still didn't get there. Um, and I realise now because the question was wrong. You can't become another person and you definitely can't and won't by flogging yourself um, to get there. But this is what you can do. You can accept who you are. <laughs> feel like we should pause there because for all your internal dialogue (laughs) because I remember that internal dialogue yep I was I was totally against that for years I'd heard the concept like how could I accept myself when I didn't even like myself this is ludicrous it made me really mad actually because I I just felt so far away from this concept of accepting myself and it made me feel Oh, helpless, you know, like, well, I may as well just give up now in in not a good way, not a proper surrendering way, but, (laughs) you know, I may as well just give up now because there's no hope for me. It was that kind of made me mad. It was a depressing thought and idea. I was thinking, well, I can't accept all of these overwhelming feelings that I experience and doubts and a gazillion thoughts and you know, all my related behaviours, they were unacceptable to me. I was really struggling with those. And the mere suggestion of accepting them was ludicrous, absolutely. Um, Because I thought, well, then I'm just, what does that mean? I'm just going to become them and then I'll hate myself even more. No, I can't, no, reject, reject. I can't do that. And I did. I put up a really good fight. (laughs) I was mad and, you know, I was going to disprove this, you know, hogswash that someone who clearly I had determined had no wounds and was emotionally grounded and lived this breezy life that had suggested that this was the path. I was like, if they'd felt all the excruciating things that I'd felt and thought about myself and had my upbringing, 
then they'd see that this isn't possible. Um, and I was like, they need a reality check. <laughs> oh, oh, yep. I, I had many resistances, I'll tell you. But then years of therapy and I'd get these like teeny sneak previews of what it felt like to be accepted for all of me. Um, and that's the great thing about therapists. That's what we're here to do is to model that to you and, and to show you that it's true. You are acceptable just as you are. And so I kept showing up with all of me. You see, I was like, I'm not, I'm not leaving parts of me to the side now. I'm not fabricating and choreographing, <laughs> bringing parts of myself to therapy, which defeats the entire purpose. Um, I'm bringing all of me. And I kept being acknowledged for all of me and validated and accepted and supported and even celebrated. And then I was gently corrected when I'd speak to or kind of treat myself with judgment and criticism, which was just second nature to me. And it was just so easy to do. It was unconscious. And I began to learn how to relate to myself like the therapist related to me. I began to mirror his behaviours, the modelling. So I was modelled particular behaviour by my parents just as you've been modelled particular behaviour by your parents. And so this is how we view the world and this is how we relate in the world. And by modelling these behaviours, it started to stick. And I realised, hang on, this actually makes me feel better rather than worse because the stuff I was doing was making me feel worse. I mean, you know, I was already in pain. Then I'd apply judgment and criticism and expectations on top. That is deeply painful. So I realized, oh, well, I love feeling better. I really want this. Um, so I started to apply myself, you know, a bit more and a bit more and to really, like I even started to, I kept this little journal um, for myself where I wrote to myself with tenderness. That was my, that was my tool. That's how I, I think that's where it really got some traction. You know, I would, I would sit in bed every night and I would write really gentle, loving, tender words to myself. I'd say, honey, it was a really hard day today. I see how difficult it was for you. And I want you to know that I'm here for you. And on I'd go like that. And so I was practicing, right? And that felt better. It made me feel good. I was like, oh, this is nice. And look, the reality is sometimes I'd fight it. I'd go back to what I knew because this was such an ingrained pattern in me. But what I knew was fraught with layers of just more pain. And so, you know, I was more motivated to go the path that made me feel better. And I learned over years and years, long time, to talk to myself with gentleness, like I just described in the journal, to acknowledge and 
validate my thoughts and my feelings and my experiences and my responses and my ideas and my belief systems and my wounds and my needs. I didn't have to push any of those away. There was room enough for all of them and they're all very real in my life. And so making room for them and acknowledging and validating them brought about a real feeling of, well, acceptance. I found acceptance for who I am through that process. I didn't need to fight myself anymore. And I didn't need to change myself to be accepted. I was okay as I was. I was human. And I had very good reason to be wounded and guarded and critical and hold myself to unrealistic standards. I didn't need to reject those truths. I saw them and allowed them to be, which then allowed me to be myself, my whole self. And that kind of acceptance began to dissolve the urgency for me to change, the urgency for me to become someone else because I couldn't tolerate who I was. I realised that I was already somebody and I was someone that I valued. And now I could objectively look at how I wanted to grow and how I could do this growth and maintain my self-respect and my self-esteem along the way. Because those harsh judgments and criticisms and those unattainable standards, I'm going to tell you, they just diminished my self-esteem and my self-respect. So this was the better way. And when I was feeling better about myself, then I could encourage myself. I could accept where I was at any given moment and be kind with myself along that journey wherever I was. And I took away time frames and expectations and I started to see more depth within me, more resources, more capacity, more awareness, more space. And I was now seeing aspects of myself that I hadn't seen before. The growth was more than I'd ever experienced before. And, you know, <laughs> this is coming from someone who has engaged in therapy on and off, but over a 26-year period. So I'd given it a good go. There's no doubt about that. We can agree on that bit. <laughs> uh but this growth was mm. well, that breath, it had relief to it, space. It was more allowing. It had more flexibility. It wasn't black and white. I didn't have to achieve something in a certain way or, you know, in a certain amount of time. I could just let myself evolve. You know, when I look back now to my 18-year-old self, the one that I first 
you know, took along to therapy. I can say that I am different. I'm not an entirely new person, but I'm different to who I was back then, quite substantially, I would say. And I could finally admit to myself and accept that I was never going to become the Dalai Lama. And most importantly out of this, I like myself. I accept myself much more than I did. And, of course, that's ongoing work. (laughs) There's always more to do there, I would say. And I have a realistic expectation that that is lifelong work and there's no rush. I don't have to rush because I can accept who I am here. I can tolerate the feelings of imperfection. They're okay. They're fine. I don't even know if I'd call them that. I'd just call them human. I can tolerate those. It's okay. It's not a problem. Because I still have struggles. That hasn't changed. But how I respond to those struggles has changed. That's what I'm talking about here. That's what makes all the difference. I really hope this gives you hope. Because there's nothing wrong with you. You're uniquely you for every precious reason. We all have a background. We all have a story. We all behave and relate in ways for very good reasons. Don't be hard on yourself about that. I won't be. A shout out to one of my listeners, Aubrey Jean, who left a review for this podcast. Thank you so much. I wanted to share a few of those words here for you. Aubrey Jean talks about the life experience with IBS, the difficulty with elimination diets and says, somehow my dysfunctional gut managed to tell me food wasn't my problem. In the past few years, with some major life stressors, my gut became a source of complete misery. In the evenings, I'd be so bloated that I would be in tears to my partner, so fed up, so tired and desperately wanting my body to be normal. Always Googling for new advice, I finally stumbled across Happy Inside and I've not looked back. I've also incorporated reading, osteopath visits, a couple of acupuncture visits and yoga and meditation. But the thing that gives me clear, encouraging, practical guidance and real changes in my thinking has been this podcast. One particularly amazing revelation was how emotional I became listening to Michelle describe coming home to your body. I encourage anyone struggling with their gut or any chronic pain to listen to all the episodes and consider the Happy Inside app too. I'm so grateful, Michelle. Thank you. Oh, Aubrey Jean, thank you so much. It is so dear to me to hear your words and your gratitude and so fulfilling to hear that I've reached you and had some influence in your life. Thank you so much. These reviews mean a great deal to me. I love hearing your experiences and I know personally in my life that I review a lot of things before I buy them 
engage with them, etc. I know we love to hear about other people's experiences and I love to hear about yours. So please know that there are many avenues uh, where you can leave reviews. There's the Google reviews if you simply Google Happy Inside. There is, of course, all the reviews for this podcast. For whatever platform you're listening on, there is a review system there. Before you end, before you put your phone down, you can simply go on and and pop your review in there and your thoughts and your experiences. Um, There's the review of the iPhone app as well. There's so many places where you can share your experiences to help inform others and to get that information back to me, which is so fulfilling. I really appreciate it. And of course, if you want to make contact with me, the best place to go is to my website, happyinside.com.au, where you can find links to Instagram, Facebook, um, the booking links, uh, where you can go on and, and make a booking for one-on-one consultations with me, no matter where you are across the world. I hope that we meet or make contact sometime soon. <laughs>